That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. With my deepest regret and sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. Ruby Frankie has pled guilty in court to the abuse of her own children. Her plea agreement goes into detail about what she did to her kids, and it is horrifying. Also, what does this mean for a potential sentence? We break it all down for you now. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Ruby Frankie has officially pled guilty. This is a major development in a case that we have been following since August, this case out of Utah. Ruby Frankie has pled guilty. Now, Ruby Frankie is the former YouTuber who, alongside her husband, Kevin, created a now defunct channel on the platform called Eight Passengers. This was a very popular channel. It documented the lives of the couple along with their six children. It had over 2 million subscribers, but it didn't come without controversy. No, viewers took major issues with how Ruby was parenting, or maybe I should say disciplining her kids. So in our house, we when we take something away, it's because they have shown that they are not responsible enough to manage it. And so we don't just turn around and give it back as soon as they start acting good. It has to be consistent. It has to be consistent over a minimum, minimum of six months. I know that her teacher is uncomfortable with her being hungry and not having a lunch. And it would ease her discomfort if I came to the school with a lunch. Um, but I, I responded and just said, Eve is responsible for making her lunches in the morning and she actually told me she did pack a lunch. So the natural outcome is she's just going to need to be hungry. Now at one point, Ruby ended up partnering up with a woman named Jody Hildebrandt who was offering these life coaching services through an organization known as Connections. In fact, Ruby was listed as a certified mental fitness trainer on the Connections website. But in August, she and Hildebrandt were each arrested and each charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse of Frankie's two young children who were staying at Hildebrandt's place. Her 12-year-old son managed to escape Hildebrandt's home, ran to a neighbor who called 911. 911, the address of your emergency? I just had a 12-year-old boy show up here at my front door asking for help. We know there's been problems at this neighbor's house. He's emaciated, he's got tape around his legs, he's hungry, and he's thirsty. Now, the boy was reportedly emaciated with wounds, and there was evidence that he'd been tied up. His then nine-year-old sister, we believe that she's 10 now, uh, her Ruby's daughter, was reportedly found in the house in similar condition. She was taken to the hospital to be treated for malnourishment. 
Ruby, Jody, they were each arrested. They were charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. Our understanding that each count could be a max of 15 years in prison. And by the way, Kevin ended up filing for divorce from Ruby. And according to his lawyer, he had been living separately from her for over a year before her arrest. Okay, so then right before the weekend started, we learned from Frankie's law firm, Woodward Law, that Ruby was going to enter a plea on Monday, December 18th. There were apparently negotiations happening behind the scenes with the prosecutor's office. There was supposed to be a waiver hearing on December 18th. We had speculated, well, what could this be? A waiver hearing, of course, is where a defendant in Utah can waive a preliminary hearing, a hearing where the prosecutor will present all their evidence to a judge to determine if there is enough evidence to go forward. A number of reasons why you'd want a waiver hearing. One of them is if you end up entering into a plea and you no longer need a trial. And what was particularly interesting in the statement that was released by her law firm in anticipation of this plea deal was who she was blaming. I'm going to highlight one interesting part. She says, quote, Ruby Frankie is a devoted mother and is also a woman committed to constant improvement. Initially, Miss Frankie believed that Jody Hildebrand had the insight to offer a path to continual improvement. Miss Hildebrand took advantage of this quest and twisted it into something heinous over an extended period. Ms. Hildebrand systematically isolated Ruby Frankie from her extended family, older children, and her husband, Kevin Frankie. This prolonged isolation resulted in Ms. Frankie being subjected to a distorted sense of morality shaped by Ms. Hildebrand's influence. So really putting the blame, in a way, on Jody. Very, very interesting. Now, with all that in mind, let's get into what happened. Ruby Frankie officially pled guilty in the fifth district court in Washington County, Utah, in front of Judge John J. Walton. She pled guilty to four of the six charges, four counts of aggravated child abuse, each one a second-degree felony. Ms. Frankie, how do you plead to count one, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count three, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count five, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony. Guilty. And to count six, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony. With my deepest regret and sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. Now, two of the charges were dropped. Counts two and four in the original information. Remember, I said she was originally charged with six counts. Well, two were dropped. And these counts were about abuse of both of the kids where the physical injuries resulted in starvation or failure to thrive or malnutrition that jeopardized the child's life. Now, I wonder if since this was a plea deal, the prosecution just agreed to drop something and maybe these two charges were duplicative of the other counts. Doesn't seem to me that they were tough to prove, as you will see in a minute. But either way, what Frankie pled guilty to is incredibly serious, as you're about to hear. We all know how much these cases really emphasize how scary the world can be and how unsafe it can be. That's why I wanted to take a minute to talk about our sponsor of this video, Morgan & Morgan. They have just been an incredible partner of ours. And the reason that I want to talk about them now is because one of the scariest things in life is when you get hurt and you don't know what to do. So Morgan & Morgan is actually the largest injury law firm in America. And in a time when you already would have so much to think about, they make it super easy for you. They have completely modernized the process because you submit your claim, you sign contracts, you upload documents, and you talk to your whole legal team all on your phone. That's it. An attorney is going to review your case in just eight 
clicks. They have 4,000 support staff that can help you too, which is just amazing to think about. And in terms of price, you only pay them if you win. There's no upfront fee. So if you're injured and you want to join the over 3 million people that call them every year, you can submit a claim at www.forthepeople.com slash LC sidebar or by dialing pound law. That's pound 529 on your phone. So I'm going to go through this plea agreement with you. We have a copy. And what I'm about to read to you is what Frankie is agreeing she did. Remember that she is admitting to these crimes. Okay, so it starts. From approximately May 22nd, 2023 until August 30th, 2023. So now we have a date range, three months of this abuse. In Washington County, Utah, the defendant, Ruby Frankie, intentionally or knowingly inflicted and allowed another adult to inflict serious physical injuries upon her children that were ages 9, EF, and 11 to 12, RF, as more fully described below. So she didn't just do it herself, but she seemingly allowed Jody to do it too. Now, again, it's important when you look at the ages here, uh, seemingly nine years old for the daughter, 11 to 12 for the son seems to me like this might have happened before and through his own birthday. Let's get into it. Count one is the longest. And I warn you right now, this is incredibly difficult to hear. And count one is aggravated child abuse of RF, her 11, 12-year-old son. And it's about physical injury that includes physical torture. This is what it says. Count one. The defendant's actions involve the physical torture of RF. Initially, RF was forced to do physical tasks for hours and days at a time. These included wall sits, carrying boxes full of books up and down stairs, and working outside. Eventually, RF was forced to do outside labor without shoes and in the summer heat. He was forced to stand in the direct sunlight for several days. He was forced to remain outside at all hours of the day and night for extended periods of time. These actions resulted in repeated and serious sunburns with blistered and sloughing skin. RF was denied adequate water for several of the days he was required to remain in the summer heat, and he was punished when he secretly consumed water. He was denied sufficient food, and when given food, he was given very plain meals, example, rice and chicken, while others in the house ate regular and more flavorful meals. He was isolated from other people and denied all forms of entertainment, including books, notebooks, and electronics. In addition, after RF attempted to run away in July, his hands and feet were regularly bound. Binding included being tied to the defendant and to weights. Many times, the binding included using two sets of handcuffs, one on RF's wrists and one on his ankles. Again, very consistent with what we've heard so far about his injuries. At times, with RF lying on his stomach, ropes were used to tie the two sets of handcuffs together so that his arms and lower legs were lifted off the ground. The bindings resulted in injuries to RF's wrists and ankles, where the handcuffs cut through the skin and damaged the muscle tissue. These injuries were treated with homeopathic remedies and covered with duct tape. That's when we heard about the cayenne pepper being used. Then the bindings were placed on top of the duct tape. As if that wasn't horrifying enough, it goes on to say, again, all part of count one, physical torture. Specific instances of abuse committed by the defendant include one, kicking RF while wearing boots, two, holding his head under water, 
And three, cutting off oxygen by placing her hands over his mouth and nose. I tell you right now, I'm not going to lie to you, that is actually worse than what I thought we were dealing with. I didn't know any of that. I don't think any of us really knew any of that. You know, it seems to me one of the reasons the starvation charges were dropped is because it was duplicative of this conduct. You might not have needed that after everything we just heard. And it does make me wonder if that account, everything that we just heard, was not only determined from the physical evidence, the physical examinations of the kids, what the kids ended up saying to law enforcement and medical professionals, but maybe Ruby Frankie herself, which she admitted to doing. I mean, again, this is her admitting to what she did personally and what she allowed to happen. We're going to talk about punishment a little later, but just keep all that in mind, that description. And keep in mind, too, when we talk about her putting the blame on Jody. There's the second count, which actually was count three in the original information document, but this is the second count that she's pleading guilty to. And this count is about aggravated child abuse on RF, her son, but it's about physical injury causing emotional harm. Count two, the actions described above caused severe emotional harm to RF due to the fact that they began in May and escalated through the summer months. Fairly understandable. Additionally, the defendant and another adult, presumably Jody, regularly sought to indoctrinate RF and convince him that he was evil and possessed, and that he needed to willingly be obedient to avoid punishments, and that the punishments were necessary to repent. He was also told that everything that was being done to him were acts of love. Yeah. That level of manipulation, that again, is so consistent with what we've heard about from alleged victims of Jody Hildebrandt, including her niece, Jessie, who we interviewed in October. So she strips you of identity, she strips you of credibility, and she isolates. And so she's saying, everything that you say is a lie. Everything that you say is, is manipulation. You're manipulating everyone around you. You're lying and destroying everyone's life. And she would tell me all the time, if you just confess, I will stop. You confess, I will stop, which is torture. Again, it's almost verbatim to what this description was about what these kids had to endure. And I said kids because now let's move on to the third count. We talked about the son. Now let's talk about the daughter. So this was the third count that Ruby is pleading guilty to, but this was actually count five in the original information. And this is about the abuse of EF, Ruby's then nine-year-old daughter. And this is injury resulting in emotional harm. Count three, the defendant's actions also caused severe emotional harm to EF. Other than binding and the specific instances of abuse RF was subjected to, EF was subjected to the same treatment as her brother. She was isolated and forced to do the physical tasks, remain outside, and denied food and water. She was also repeatedly told she was evil and possessed. The punishments were necessary for her to be obedient and to repent. And these things were being done to her in order to help her. EF was convinced that she was evil and needed to go through these things in order to repent. Can we just understand for a minute what these kids psychologically now have to go through to not accept what happened to them? I mean, that is a clear example of what we've talked about with other victims of abuse that they think they did something wrong. Think about what these kids went through. Let's go to the fourth count. Again, this is the last count that Ruby Frankie pled guilty to. This is actually number six in the original information. And this was about abuse of EF that constituted physical injury that includes multiple injuries. Count four, 
The defendant's actions caused two or more physical injuries to EF. She was forced to work outside in the heat barefoot. She was also forced to run barefoot on dirt roads for an extended period of time. Remember, this was during the summer. EF's feet were repeatedly injured by, and she was repeatedly sunburned. When examined on August 30th, these wounds were apparent by scabs, blisters, and sloughing skin. I don't know if there's even more I have to say here, but... So what we have here is repeated physical abuse and injuries, not isolated incidents. They both suffered. They both suffered tremendously. It is horrifying stuff, which leads me to an important part of this plea agreement document. So as part of this deal, Ruby Frankie agrees to give up her constitutional rights, her rights to a jury trial, to call witnesses, to testify at her trial, to appeal. But now let's get into the consequences for entering a plea. Now, there's nothing in here that prosecutors and attorneys worked out regarding a determinate sentence, like, and in light of this, you're now going to, we agree to six months in prison. Instead, let me read this to you. I know the maximum sentence that may be imposed for each crime to which I am pleading guilty. I know that by pleading guilty to a crime that carries a mandatory penalty, I will be subjecting myself to serving a mandatory penalty for that crime. I know my sentence may include a prison term, fine, or both. I know that in addition to a 90% surcharge will be imposed. I also know that I may be ordered to make restitution to any victim, victims of my crimes, including any restitution that may be owed on charges that are dismissed as part of a plea agreement. I know that if there is more than one crime involved, the sentences may be imposed one after another consecutively, or they may run at the same time concurrently. So. It is up to the judge to determine what the sentence will be. And theoretically, it could be the maximum of 15 years in prison on each to run consecutively, one after the other. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But in light of what she pled guilty to and what she admitted, my opinion, there is no way she isn't getting prison time in my mind. No way. This is horrific conduct. And as much as she puts the blame on Jody, she admitted to directly engaging in this behavior and allowing this to happen to her kids. And for a prolonged period of time, three months in the hot summer. In fact, let me add this too. It says in this agreement, quote, the defendant agrees to serve a prison term and the sentences for each count are to be served consecutive to each other. It seems to me that is something we may see. So even if it is one year in prison, that's a minimum of four years in prison. Theoretically, that's what we could be looking at. She could be looking at more. 
I'm just reading the tea leaves from this agreement. We will wait to see what happens. But I do want to move on to another big point in this plea agreement. The defendant agrees to testify truthfully against Jody Hildebrandt. And in return, the Washington County Attorney's Office agrees to remain neutral regarding future hearings before the Utah Board of Pardons and Paroles. So, in other words, she will be a state's witness. She will testify against Jody Hildebrandt in exchange. Uh, the prosecution will not seek to keep her in prison at a later parole hearing. I, I, that's what we were expecting to hear. That is a very, very big deal because you would want to give Ruby Frankie a plea deal. And I imagine that's maybe why they dropped two of these counts. You want her to be the state's star witness against her co-defendant, Jody Hildebrandt. So you drop two charges, maybe secure some sort of lenient sentence. That puts pressure on Jody, though, to maybe take a deal, too. Having Ruby testify against you is not great. And it also seems that you would want Ruby to testify so as maybe to not have the kids be forced to testify about what they endured. You always want to avoid minor witnesses testifying if you can. That is extremely painful for them. And from a credibility point of view, those who suffer abuse at such a young age, it can make it very difficult to remember certain details. So having Ruby be your star witness makes sense. Now, I will say, could this help Jody Hildebrandt? Will she want to fight this? Could she say, hey, Ruby just admitted to everything she did. I had no part in this. It's going to be very, very hard to argue that given what we have just read and the evidence in this case so far, but something to think about. Now, there's a part that Ruby can withdraw the plea before the sentence. Her sentencing is set for February 20th. We will make sure to cover that here on Sidebar. But as for Jody Hildebrandt, she has a waiver hearing scheduled for December 27th. Will she plead guilty? Will that hearing be delayed? Will she merely waive her right to a preliminary hearing? We shall see. The game has changed, though, now that Ruby did this. And by the way, here is the prosecutor, Eric Clark, after the hearing uh, where they held a presser talking about this. This morning, Ruby Franklin pleaded guilty to four counts of aggravated child abuse. She will remain incarcerated awaiting sentencing, which will occur, and I, the, the date was February 20th, I, I believe. We are pleased that Mrs. Frankie has accepted responsibility for her criminal actions and that justice is being served to the extent possible in this type of a situation. We are grateful for the law enforcement officers, caseworkers, Children's Justice Center staff, and others that have been instrumental in the fair and speedy resolution of this case. Because the alleged facts of the ongoing case involving Jody Hildebrand are intertwined with this case, our office will not be making additional statements to the media at this time. Definitely a win for the prosecution. And there you have it. Ruby Frankie has pled guilty. She will be sentenced, and we will see what happens next with Jody Hildebrandt. That is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.